reading from the Acts of the Apostles. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to that cemetery the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is the leading city of the district of Macedonia and the Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the gate by the river where we supposed that there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of the Lord. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the 
and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun to shine on it. For the glory of God is its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. The gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. People will bring into it the glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will enter it, nor anyone who practices abomination or falsehood, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore. But the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. And there will be no more night. They need no light of lamb or sun. For the Lord God will be their life, and they will fame reign forever and ever. The word of the Lord.
love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away, and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. mean 
So let's listen again for God's word in the story. Paul had been traveling far from home, healing and preaching and sharing the good news of Jesus who is risen. One night he receives a vision of a man pleading with him to come to Macedonia. Understanding the vision as a call from God, Paul and his companions sail from Troas across the Aegean Sea to Macedonia, where they end up in Philippi, a Roman town whose name should be familiar to you. We know from Paul's letters that this mission results in a church plant in Philippi. People to whom Paul will later write an encouraging and very fond letter. But today, they've just arrived. And they will spend a few days walking around, getting the lay of the land. So we learn two things right off the bat about mission. It requires discernment, and a willingness to proceed without knowing the outcome. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never had a vision. So if I did, I'm not sure how I would discern that it was from God. But Paul, our friend St. Paul, is familiar with the experience of visions. So he has a sort of discernment barometer for what is of God. And he listens. And then his traveling companions who know him well, they trust about his discernment, about where they should go next. When they arrive in Philippi, who tells us they were there for some days? We don't know what they did. But we can imagine that they explored the place, talked to people, got a sense of the community, what people cared about, what they were worried about what the needs were. No doubt they visited the local restaurants and tried out the local food. They didn't jump in and develop projects. No, they listened, and they discerned, and they absorbed. We, too, are called to listen for God's voice, to discern in community, and to be open to not knowing where the path will lead. Back to our story. On the Sabbath day, they went looking for a place of prayer. They did not find a synagogue, but they found a group of women by the river praying. Prayer. Away from home, in an unknown country, Paul observes the Sabbath and seeks out others are praying. This is a key point for us. Whether you are here all summer, or vacationing, or traveling away for business or family needs, please find ways to pray. To pray in this community when you're here, and for this community when you're not. To seek out a church wherever you find yourself on a Sunday morning. Because prayer holds us together and holds us close to God. So for Paul and his friends, it's by a river where they meet Lydia, a wealthy businesswoman. We 
Lydia, both having come to the river to pray, and there they talk. And Luke tells us, God opened Lydia's heart to listen eagerly to what Paul had to say. Lydia was already a woman of faith, a woman of prayer. Perhaps she was the one who gathered this group of women each week to pray. We don't know, but her heart was open to hear the gospel message that Paul was bringing. Here's a really important point. Very, very rarely does someone come to Christ just out of the blue. There are stories of this happening, and perhaps it has happened to you. But for most of us, the soil of our hearts needs to be tilled a bit, prepared with prayer and through study and meditation of Scripture, sometimes through suffering or loss, through a stirring of compassion and love from someone else. So we will continue to offer opportunities this summer to pray. Noonday on Wednesday will go throughout the summer. And there will be a Trinity Summer Book to challenge our minds and our hearts. And I really hope that the less busy summer Sundays will provide time for all of us to talk with one another in small groups or at coffee hour about our hopes and our dreams. We are invited to allow the Spirit to till the soil of our hearts to stir up new life in us. And we can help that by trying something new for the season. Perhaps a new spiritual discipline or a commitment to listening deeply to those we meet. After our conversation with Paul, Lydia and her entire household were baptized. Since they were right there, right there by the river, you can imagine the scene. Perhaps a morning like this morning with the sun shining in the blue sky. And there they all are, glorious and dripping wet. Grown-ups and children coming up out of the water three times. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism. Baptism is a commitment. Commitment to the point of death in Christ for the sake of new life in Him. Our time of discernment requires renewed commitment to our baptismal vows. Our commitment to one another and to the work of Christ's church. And finally, hospitality. Immediately after being baptized, Lydia invited Paul and the others into her home. Her zeal for the Lord was not an idea, not something in her head, but in her heart. And her response was tangible and directed outward toward others. Filled with God's love and promise, she opens her home, sharing what she has. How can we 
together here around God's table. My friends, like Paul and the other apostles, we are on a journey. A journey together. Christ tells us that he has sent the Holy Spirit to lead us, and we need to act lightly. So let's commit to walk together this summer and to bring us, bring with us, these six things. One, discernment and holy listening. A willingness to go forth without knowing where we will end up. Prayer all the time. Some new spiritual tools to till the soil of our hearts. Commitment to one another and to Christ's call to us. And a spirit of welcome and hospitality to all. We are the church, that church that Luke writes about in Acts. Each one of us is an integral part of the body. Trinity Church is the way it is because each one of you is here. As we live into the questions of where we are called next and who we will be next, we need each one of you to be in those conversations in prayer and discernment and fellowship and fun together. And we don't do this alone. We have assurance from our Lord Jesus Christ who tells us the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Do not give to you as the world gives. That's a tricky part, right? Do not let your hearts be troubled by this. And do not let them be afraid. For I am with you of the age. That is his promise. Thanks be to God.
We will exalt you, O God, our King. We pray for all who have died, especially those who gave their lives for the freedom we enjoy, for Bruce Akala and for Betsy Suter, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins.
up in the prayers of the people that we pray for Betsy Souter. She died early this morning um, and surrounded by her family. So it was a, it was a peaceful end for her. Um, I've been in touch already with the funeral home. We're going to do a family-only uh, graveside this week, and there will be a memorial service sometime out in the future. So I won't, I probably won't send out an email that says that the Mayor Parish family until I have the information about when the memorial service will be. But I wanted you to know um, that that will be happening this week. On a much happier note, I wanted, I asked Maureen to celebrate today because today is her last official Sunday with us in this very particular role that she has taken on while she's been on sabbatical. And I wanted to lift her up in front of you all and for us to all thank her for the wonderful ministry that she has.
Calling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you in this gift. 
and on the last day bring us with all your saints into the joy of your eternal kingdom. All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are going to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
Make you perfect in every good work. 